Thank you, choir. I love my our choir. It's wonderful every week. Thank you. Let us hear the word of the Lord. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Or be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I'm baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at right at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lorded over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be a slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. <clears throat> Serving is living. That is our theme for this year. This theme implies that Serving is not just doing, but your whole lifestyle. Serving is living. Your life is serving. It is our attitude towards life. It is how we look at our lives. It is our perspective how you see the world, how you see yourself, how you see your existence. It is our perspective for our lives. In that sense, what you do is not as important as who you are. The fact that your servant is more important than the wonderful services you may give. Everything we do should come from the fact that we are servants. And I realize that this is a very interesting way to look at our lives. Me, servant. That is very unique and refreshing way to define who I am and to define what my life 
is. But these days, I started, I mean, the first uh, uh, few weeks, I've been uh, focusing on, uh, reflecting on this servanthood. And I started appreciating the wisdom to see our life in that way. Maybe there is a secret of joy hidden in that lifestyle. Lifestyle of being a servant. Maybe there is a joy hidden there. I think St. Paul found that joy. That's why he, he didn't really casually say, I thought he just, he was saying casually, but I don't think he, I realized that, I don't think he said it casually. He meant it uh, very much when he said, for example, in Romans, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, Servant first and the apostle. What is important to Paul was the fact that he was a servant. And in Philippians, he said, Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ. That was a new identity Paul found for himself. Before he said, I'm a Pharisee. I'm a disciple of Gamaliel. All these things he said. But now after finding Christ, he found new identity. He said that I am a servant. Servant of Jesus Christ. Why don't you try to see yourself as servant this year? You may enjoy that. So this year's theme is not just what we do this year. This is maybe the beginning of new life for all of you. As you start seeing your life as servant, your life may turn out differently. You may find something that you never discovered before. Maybe there's some secret in that lifestyle. So maybe we start this year and it opens up totally new lifestyle. I am a servant. While reflecting on this servanthood, one thing I realize is, one thing I realize is this. Somehow being servant gave me confidence. You know, being servant is, you know, being nothing. You're a slave, basically. It's not really a glorious uh, way to look at your life. But, but when I look at my life as a servant, I realize that it gives me confidence. Where is that confidence coming from? Not from the recognition. Not from the reward or award. I don't know what, where it comes from, but, but the, when I start seeing myself as a servant, it gives me confidence. And I'd like to share with you today what kind of confidence I'm talking about. 
in being a servant, the first thing we have to have is humility. Being a servant and being arrogant don't go together. Arrogant people can never serve. They do a lot of things. But that's not serving. A lot of doings. Arrogant people can never serve. Being, being a servant, being arrogant, they can never go together. Humility, I do believe that, has to be basis on which every human being should build his or her life. That's my philosophy. That's what I believe. Humility is the basis on which every human being should build their life on. I don't care how capable you are. I don't care how smart, uh, how uh, diligent you are. Humility is, uh, has to be there at the base. Humility that is not based, I mean, a humanity that is not based on humility brings disaster. It will collapse. Humanity has to be built on humility. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter how high you are in the position in the society. Especially the leaders, presidents. They should show humility. Humanity has to be based on humility. What is humility? I want to simplify as much as possible for us to understand better. Humility is a condition in which you don't have to think about yourself too much. That's what humility is. Humility is a condition in which you don't have to think about yourself too much. You don't need to prove yourself to anyone. You don't have to prove yourself to the world. You don't even have to prove yourself to yourself. That is humility. What if, what if people think that I'm nobody? What if people think that I'm a failure? What if people think that I am ugly? All these what-ifs, they come from the common fear of human beings. Humble people are those who go beyond this common fear of what-if. Many people live out this fear. They look like they have achieved so much, but underneath, they're still living out this fear. They have to constantly prove 
to the world how worthy they are. Constantly have to prove that they are somebody and their life is not failure. <clears throat> they have to constantly show to the world how worthy they are. You all know the temptation of Jesus, uh, Satan very much. When you look at temptation of Satan, what is the core thing? What is one thing? This is one thing. If you are the son of God. If you are the son of God. Satan is a master of temptation. He even knew how to tempt the most powerful man, Jesus. And his simple word is this. If you are the son of God. Let us look at the passage here. If you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And further along, he said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Satan provoked the what ifs of human beings. What if I'm not the son of God? What if? People don't see me as a son of God. What if son of God cannot do all these things? What if Satan attacked that what if of Jesus Christ and Jesus was a humble man. He didn't fall into that temptation. Satan basically say, uh, said to Satan, I don't need to prove myself to you. I don't need to prove myself to you. You don't need to prove yourself to anyone around you, your friends or whoever. Satan knew how to tempt Jesus. That's why he's Satan, tempter. He has PhD in tempting. Satan knew the basic human desire Prove yourself. But behind that desire, my friends, Satan also saw the most terrifying fear hidden. What if I cannot prove myself? Satan hit the most vulnerable spot of human beings. Humility defeats this temptation. And humility overcomes this fear. Humble people know that life is not about proving oneself. Life is not about me. Life is not about me. Life is about serving. We don't live 
just to prove who I am. Life is simply and basically about serving. That's all. It is a new perspective. It is a new way of looking at our lives. People who are humble, they discover that simply their life is about serving. Whatever situation they may be in, they always see the needs and they serve those needs. They are humble people. Jesus said, you know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be the first among you must be slave of all. The greatest vice of human beings is ego. Self-centeredness, nothing else. It's as simple as that. The greatest vice of human beings is ego. Humility is the way to defeat that ego and overcome our ego. The only way you can defeat your ego is humble service. The more you practice the humble service, the less you will be obsessed with yourself. It is a simple change of our perspective, but it requires training and discipline to keep it up. And slowly, you will become free from the imprisonment of ego. Humble people are the people who are free from the imprisonment of ego. Great people, wonderful people. Last week was tough for me. Maybe it runs in the family. On my birthday, last Sunday, I got terribly sick. And then while brushing my teeth, I snapped my back. Then I lost my voice. And that same week, I happened to have both funeral and wedding where I had to speak. I could barely speak like now. Worse than this, actually. Then I got infection in my eyes. I couldn't even see very well. 
and to make it worse on the way out to get my medicine for my eyes, I got caught by police. And he gave me three tickets. All those minor tickets, but all three tickets. I mean, my birthday was last Sunday. And only a few days, uh, what is it, uh, delayed for my permit. I, I didn't renew my license, permit. <laughs> and they usually let go. Okay, go and do it and then bring it back. What is that? He gave me a ticket. Three tickets. God humbled me to write about humility. So I won't speak so much about humility anymore. <laughs> but somehow, at the funeral, I was very peaceful and comfortable. It's almost like a spiritual, spiritual experience. It was not the funeral of one of my congregation members. Usually I do a funeral for the congregation members, but this time it is a relative of our congregation members. So when I got there, I knew nobody. I didn't know many people. My, my body was not very good, not my voice, not my eyes. But somehow, my spirit was very high. You know what came into my head at that moment? This is the message God gave me. I simply want to serve their needs. They are sad, losing their mother, grandma. I just want to be with them, and comfort them, and give them words of comfort. I just simply want to serve them. Even though I don't have much voice to preach and sing, I want to comfort them. They must have done, done something. Two days ago, I got an uh, email from uh, the uh, daughter-in-law, the long letter of how beautiful the service was, how appreciative she was. And she even attended our service in KSM today. Life is not about you. Life is about serving. There are a lot of people that you can serve around you. There are a lot of people who need you. Who are in need. Serving them is the most beautiful thing that you can do for humanity. Life of serving gives you confidence. Since you simply want to serve, you don't need to worry about anything else. How well you do, it's not that important. You can be quite comfortable. I don't need to insist on my way, own way. As long as I see needs, I simply serve them. When the needs are not there anymore, you just move on. Life is not about me. Life is not just about how well I do. Life is about serving. 
as best as you can in your capacity. As long as I can serve, I'm worthy. Don't try to find worth of yourself somewhere else. As long as you serve, you are worthy. For the people who want to protect themselves, who want to show off, there's always some fear. Fear of rejection. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of worthlessness. But those who want to simply serve, there's no fear, only joy, only joy. All you can do is serve. And that's all you will do. Young people here in this room, don't worry about what you become. Be a servant. Be a servant. That's all you got to do. Give humble service. You'll be able to see life in a different way. And you'll be able to see what you can do with your life. That's where the meaning comes. That's where the meaning of life comes. In self-serving life, no meaning. When life is all about you, no, no meaning. You simply serve, you find something that you never found before. Joy, meaning, passion. Life is great. I hope that 2017, you all start a life of service. Life will open up. All the good opportunities, good things will come. When you try to have, you realize you don't have much. You always lack. But when you try to serve, you realize how much you have. With what kind of mentality do you want to live? Always, oh, I lack this, I lack that. Or, I have so much to give. I'd rather live with this mentality that I have so much to give. I hope that your life is life of blessing 2017. My life will be good. Why? Because all the bad things happened already. <laughs> In Korean, it's called ekdem. Ekdem. All the bad things are gone. All the good things are waiting for me. 2017. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to me. And happy birthday to me. <laughs> Have a great life. Life is short. Have a great life. And greatest life is life of serving. That's why Jesus said, I came not to be served, but to serve. Let us sing together.